Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. Yes. And welcome world. Matt's here. Hey. <laughs> What's up, Cornerstone? Also with us is Steph Moss. Hi, guys. Stephanie. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. My family calls me Steffi. Steffi? Whatever. No, don't do that. I haven't I heard that before. Steffi Graf? No, I, no? Steffi, no, 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 no. I haven't heard it. Reg- I've heard <laughs> Steffi before. <laughs> Never heard For the name Ste- Steffi? Don't do that, because people, other people at the church will call you Steffi. Is that what you really want? No. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. This is like Steph public. Is Thousands of people are going to watch this, so don't, <laughs> not Steffi. Especially because today. Today. On the podcast. Wait, can we get a drum roll? We are talking about the budget. Yes. Woo! Finances oh, are fun. Oh, man. This is a podcast first. The crowd goes wild. Normally, in years past, we have done our budget presentation with... High definition videos. Me recording on my phone, standing in front of a whiteboard. Yes. Super awkward. It's great. With going like this, and then like stuff and then, pops up. And then, yep. And like then they this. like, they appear, and we Vanna talk White. through the budget. Yeah. But I have to like kind of script the budget, and I just kind of go through next, 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 next. Uh, enough of us are listening to the podcast at this point. I figured this is how we should do this. Yeah. Okay. We well, should walk through the budget together this way. Well, my podcast name is Steph Most Deaf. <laughs> Steph Most Deaf. So you need a yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Mo? We should start out. Most Deaf. Most Deaf. Oh, Most Steph. <laughs> I thought you said Steph Most Deaf. I'm like, Steph Most Deaf. Most Deaf. Most Deaf. Most Deaf. No, I know yeah. Most Deaf. That's who I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah. Welcome to the Pastors Black, Podcast. The this is Pastor Scott, and with me is Pastor Matt and Steph Most Steph. Steph Most. No, nah, that doesn't. You, it's just because you have the Steph- S list. <laughs> that's why. All of my insecurities. Goodness. Matt just confessed insecurities before we started recording, and now Steph's just throwing them in your face. That's comedic timing. Don't you bring it back? To you the did. That was perfect. I'm learning perfect. from you. Yeah, and Steph, most, Steph Most Steph. <laughs> Steph Most Steph. All right. So that makes me Talib Kweli. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. another Klein hands quality. So this is the time of year that we go through the budget, and I figured that instead of standing in front of a whiteboard, we'd try this. We're also doing a little bit of a video recording. Yep. That way, if you would like to kind of follow along visually, being able to see the different parts of the budget. It might be helpful if you're just you listening that. to the podcast out there. It might be helpful for you to watch the video because there are going to be visuals on the screen, not just us talking. So that is that if Absolutely. you're listening right now and you're like, oh, I might want to see what's going on. You have emails and handouts, but also. Yeah. So the other thing, I mean, it's basically on the screen is going to be the handouts. Right. And so you could just download the budget from the email we've sent you and you could follow along that way yep. on your own or yep. you could follow along with a with video. Yep. So. This is something we do every year, obviously. Uh, Some of you out there are going to do all three. <laughs> Some of you are going to have the digital version on your computer. You're going to be watching on another computer, and you're going to have the physical handout taking notes. I know exactly who's going to do that. Yes, I know. We could say the name. We're not going to do that, but we yeah, could say on, the name. Should. No, we yeah, shouldn't. We should. It's Chris Morris. It but, is. Yeah, it's, 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 it's one person. That's because we love him. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. He's fantastic at Excel tracking and it's not and Excel. He, it's he cares. He like has genuine oh, questions. Oh, I'm so sorry, Chris. <laughs> I don't right. appreciate. That's not Google Sheets. Google, Google Sheets. Sheets. Yeah, that's yes. the word. Anyways, <sighs> anyways, yeah. We Shout, like out. Chris Shout, out. Shout out. Shout <laughs> out. So transparency is incredibly important to us as a church. If you're new or vi- or new or visiting, you're not visiting on the podcast. But if you're new Maybe. to the church, um, the, the reason we go through our budget like this in detail, the reason we publish it. Uh, for everyone to see. The reason we ask for our members to approve it um, is because we, we we care deeply about transparency. We don't th- want there to be any questions about how we are steward. We as a church family are stewarding God's money. And so in, in that sense, this is less of a like organizational corporate budget presentation. It's, it's much more, of, it, it's just a family discussion. It's a, hey, this is where we are at this point. Um, after the last year, and here's how we are planning to steward what God has um, given to us over the course of the next year. So, and I just want to highlight that transparency is really important. Yeah, churches can be really weird about yeah. finances and other things like that, and we want to be extremely open, extremely transparent. If there's any questions or issues that come up, we're here to talk. We're happy to have conversations. the The goal of this is transparency, especially in light of the fact that there are many times in context of churches that, that, that is not happening. Absolutely. So, really and, important. And, and so I think, Tyler, what you said, it's not meant to be a 
one-way discussion. We're open to conversations. If you have questions, if you're confused, if you even think it's something that we're doing is weird, uh, we'd love to, to talk with you about it and, and even take that into consideration as we think through this as a church. There's a lot of weird things well, we do. That's true. I'm talking about financially. Yeah, financially, specifically, <laughs> just, just as a heads up. Well, even talking about it, well, you said this is a family discussion. Aren't you not supposed to talk about finances and families? Like, you know, the stereotypes, like, don't bring up money, politics. family discussion. <laughs> this is a... Like, uh, no, but, but, but as a nuclear family, you're, you're supposed to, you're supposed, yeah. you probably should be talking about money. <laughs> you should. Yeah. In your new, you don't have a, if you don't have a budget, you yeah, probably should have true. a budget you might, in your nuclear like, family. Like, well, I've never talked about money ever with my To spouse, be fair though, the two of... things you're supposed to not talk about are, three things are money, politics, politics religion, and religion, which religion, can't get around that. Just... And politics, we talk about we politics did, a lot. What was it, like a <laughs> Ten four, week, four year series four on it series. last year? Uh, and then, uh, so this uh, is just what are. we do. Yeah. This is what we do. So, and ride that curve. You don't slow down into that curve. You speed up into that curve. I guess I'm assuming most of you know, but Steph is here with us as well because she serves our church as the uh, director for staff and operations. And so, a lot of this actually, and a lot of the the shaping, and particularly this year, as she's gotten deeper and deeper into that role, um, has been shaped by her. And so, I'm I'm excited to for you to get to share a little bit of that Thanks. heart behind that. It was really cool because I think as a church member, I've, you know, seen these presentations and really value that you guys were transparent, still thinking, oh, I'm sure that they're just being transparent and putting on a, like a great, you know, video for us to watch. And there's still got to be some things behind the scenes that I'm sure might be edited out. But now that I'm on staff and I actually got to see the process over the last uh, almost two years, it's I'm like, oh, they really are super transparent in how they're handling the finances. And so to get the behind the scenes look at that and say, oh, wow, they're really doing what they present was really cool. So I'm awesome. glad to be here today. Thanks. I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that she doubted that. Oh, well, that's just no, me. I'm, no. like a, I'm <laughs> I skeptical. I, no, I think it's it totally, it, no, I think yeah. it totally is. I'm yeah. kind of, mm -hmm. I'm kind of giving you a hard time, but I, I appreciate that actually. Yeah. All right. So let, let's just start with where we're at, where we're at financially as a church. Um, the first thing we're going to look at is our cash summary. Um, <clears throat> there's lots of, numbers here, but the, the long and short of it is in unrestricted cash, basically the cash on hand, we have almost $200,000. It's our cash balance. It's been around there for most of this year. Um, you'll see on the cash summary sheet, some restricted funds as well, restricted, restricted, unrestricted. The restricted funds are funds that have been given to the church um, specifically for a purpose. So there are things like the legacy fund is a restricted fund. We can't just use that for our general uh, operating expenses. Uh, and the legacy fund is the bulk of that at, you know, almost $700,000 still in the legacy fund. And we'll, we'll talk about the legacy fund later it's uh, in more detail. It's a TD Ameritrade, Ameritrade investment account. That's legacy fund. That's the legacy fund. Yes. There's Checking there's the a cash legacy fund too, checking yes and the investment account combined are the legacy fund. But you said some of it there's some in it unrestricted that's underlined on in that in that. So there's some in uh, yes. So there's some basically in our investment account that is owed to our checking account that gotcha. just hasn't been transferred yet. Gotcha. So it's basically essentially cash on hand. It just hasn't been transferred yet. Um, so. There's also funds dedicated for purposes you see over on the far right towards uh, ARU when we did that given in the in the fall that still we had a few last gifts that need to be sent on to them. Um, they just went, you kind of just got locked down again. Yeah. Did they really? Mm -hmm. Anyways, I just got an email from ARU today. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But um, ARU, the Christmas Missionary Offering, the COVID Relief Fund, and RFKC is Royal Family Kids Camp. Whose idea was Seamus? Because that is a war on Christmas. <laughs> We're going to get some emails about Seamus. No way, man. It's not Xmas. Xmas is the problem. You took the, you took the, the Christ out of Christmas. Maybe you can send all your angry emails to Sandy. <laughs> I was going to say Steph most deaf. Steph most deaf. That sounds good. But I, I think that um, we're we're encouraged by where we're at as a church financially. I mean, I think we're doing well. I think we're in a healthy place. I think the way we would probably describe where we're at financially is we're healthy, but still continually dependent um, financially as a church. I think some people would look at our cash balance and be like, wow, that's a lot of money to have in the bank. I think there's a lot of uh, some other people that would be like, wait, with a $1.5 million budget, that's all you've got in, in the bank. Uh, but part of that is we we want to be able to weather ups and downs month to month, but we also want to utilize what God, utilize not hoard what God provides to the church. And so we're trying to find that balance. And I think this is when our pastors and elders look at this, uh, we feel, feel really 
actually feel really good about where where we're at and um, particularly as a general cash balance. And like I said, we'll talk a little bit more detailed in the legacy fund later on. So anything else? We, we've had, we have said a general threshold as pastors, 10 to 15% of the budget. Yeah. In, in that we checking. want in the, in checking it just at for, any time for any yeah. of those flows. So this is in that range and that's reasonable. Totally. Um, Chris Morris, please do the math on that and get back to us. <laughs> um, 10%. I said 15. I, I, I know. Said, I said 15 because I looked at it. I'm like, that's not, it's not 10%. Yeah, it's not 10%. It's a little more than 10%. Yeah. Um, so if you look at the front page of the budget, you'll see kind of our summary of our income over the course of the last few years, a summary of our expenses. Um, we budgeted uh, 1380000 to be, come in for general offerings. And again, our, our budget is kind of just like, we think this is what people are going to freely give, we, you know, uh, and the Lord always provides, always meets it, which is just kind of overwhelming. Um, can it, can we also say in that, in this moment, I mean, this is like a yeah. place to say it. If you don't know this, like we, as your pastors don't know how much you give. That's actually a great, so, great like, point. So like, like yeah. we, we're not that we know how much is given. You know, we know like totally. we get weekly reports on how much is given, but we don't know how much each individual person gives. So, yeah, you know, if you're trying to let curry favor with us, it's not a good way to do it. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. It's much better yeah. to give it personally to us if you're trying to like curry favor with us. <laughs> I invited him for comic relief. And, I know. You know. <laughs> like, how do you un, how do you backtrack and undo yeah. that comment? Anyways, you, just, you don't yeah. backtrack. You just keep going. Yeah. You go right through. But well, but yeah, so I, this I can is what confirm we're... that because I get the mail. Yeah. So um, and the checks go directly into the safe. So yep. they never touch your guys' hands, and you guys don't see who gives. And yeah. we don't get reports on that or anything. We have yeah. qualified staff people taking care of it, but mm -hmm. yep. it's not something that we know individually for for you. Totally. So we budgeted that we'd bring in. Uh, 1380000 We also budgeted that we'd have 20000 in facility use um, the for a total of $1.4 million. Um, we're, this year was even more locked down than we expected, and so we didn't have any facility use uh, income. But by the Lord's grace, we're projecting to bring in uh, at least $1,440,000 or, or more by the end of fiscal year, at the end of June, the Lord's just continues to be incredibly gracious with that. And we're kind of overwhelmed by that. And so based on that, we're, um, <clears throat> we are projecting forecasting a 2% increase over that next year, uh, for a general offerings budget forecast next year for, of 1.1,470,000, um, facility use fees again, as we're using that of 25,000, uh, mission house rent, uh, th that's basically just an offset for, we, we used to offset that into people's salaries, but it's problematic budgetarily. So for, for, uh, staff members, for future pastors that are using the, the mission house, we usually offset that by about a thousand dollars a month. Um, mission house is the house next to the parking lot. We own that. Just <laughs> as a head good clarification. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we, and we've dedicated it to over the last number of years and for the coming years to utilizing it for housing for um, people who are studying or preparing to be pastors as we continue to multiply as a church and are um, yeah excited at how the Lord continues to use that, continues to kind of turn it over. And De Demetrius and Estella have been in that um, the last year and are preparing for uh, the next church plant, which you'll hear more about in the coming months as well um, going forward. So we also... I don't know, maybe a payroll protection grant. We, we, there's also a stimulus income for, that is going to be coming into the church uh, that is conservatively estimated at 30,000. It'll probably be more than that, but um, the federal more, more stimulus, the federal stimulus <laughs> funds are also reimbursing some of our payroll taxes. Um, and so that's a longer story, but that's what that is. I'm an advocate for more stimulus. I think the church should get universal basic income. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Join my political party. <laughs> we made a step toward that this year, standardizing our our payroll. So we'll get to there. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. So so that comes to a we're estimating uh, income this year of one million five hundred and thirty seven thousand um, total. That's where we get that number, which you see there. So, which is a significant jump. It is a significant jump. It's, it's, it's coming six, from 6 varieties in, of places. In, in, increase, yeah, and we'll kind of, almost 7% increase yeah. in total income, which we'll talk about how we're planning to steward that over the course of the next year. 
<clears throat> so in the expenses, you'll see the um, different categories, and we're going to walk through each of these categories. Our major categories are pastors, administration, facility, programs, and what used to be called giving, which we're now calling missional partnerships. I'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, you'll see in this that uh, the probably the most significant increase, and in, in, in particular, the most significant percentage increase is in fa the facility area of the budget. Um, you'll see why, but that's basically because after utilizing the legacy fund in a number of different ways over the last few years, there's some of the ongoing uh, maintenance and upkeep of the facility that we need to bring back into our regular budget. And so we're starting that process. And so that's, it kind of has a built-in um, increase there as well for a total expenses meeting our forecast, um, which is back in the ballpark of where we were two years ago, the, our budget two years ago before our budget last year, in the 2020, before time, as they say, we brought down our expenses. We tried to bring down our expenses significantly because of the uncertainties yep. of the pandemic. Um, and so given coming out of that and kind of where we were previously and where we are now, it, it, uh, gives us, gives us some confidence. Of course, everything's in the Lord's hand and, um, trusting him. We're not, I don't, it looks like a lot because it's 10%. But yeah. if you look at 2019 20, I think it helps clarify that that's, we're still below the total expenses from 2019 2020. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and I think it's, I mean, and this is what we're just responding to what the Lord's done. It's pretty overwhelming to me that we, we were like, there's so much uncertainty. This time last year, we were like, there's so much uncertainty. We can only budget to bring in at the very most what we brought in last year. And over and above that, our um, actual income gave, uh, grew almost 4%. And so in light of that, we've budgeted for this kind of 2% increase in giving this year and everything that you see here. Our offerings grew. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. No, exactly. just clarifying. Um, that's why you're here. That's why you're here. I'm here for comic relief. Uh, no, you're, you're here for clarifying because I don't, I don't have to like script this whole thing, which yeah. is really nice. I can yeah. just kind of, this, this is the, how we have these, <laughs> these types of conversations, even when we review it as a staff. There's a lot of moving pieces pastors. in our income, right? And it's so many, it's so many things and so many different changes. And so we're trying to get back to some sort of normal flow of things that, uh, from moving forward in some sense, minus the, the stimulus check. Yeah. So. You can see on the next page in the graphs, you can see the, the relationship between our budget and our actual offerings over the past few years. Uh, the blue is our actual offerings, which the, the red is our uh, budgeted offerings as we respond annually to what's got entrusted to us. You'll, you'll notice our giving has remained incredibly consistent over the past few years, kind of even through this crisis. But, but what, actually what this chart doesn't, the, the story of this chart doesn't tell though, that I want to highlight is the fact that our, our, our general offerings stayed essentially consistent as they've been over the last four years. But on top of our general offerings, our, our church responded to so many different needs, to the, the crisis at Africa Royal University and their staffing, to our own crisis here in our city and the COVID relief fund, um, to, the, um, to the learning center and the, the, the educational crisis in our neighborhood. Um, Christmas offering we do On top of year. the Christmas missionary offering. And so, so I, I'm not even talking about- Partnership. All, yes, I'm not even talking about <laughs> the, uh, I'm not even talking about all the different organizations and needs that people met individually and that people met outside of the church. There's a ton of that that went on too, but just in, just through the church, over and above this, this standard or this uh, general offerings that stayed the same, People gave to the church an additional $160,000 this year towards to meet all of these needs, yeah. which means that over the last 12 months, through the heart of this crisis, our church family gave more than it's ever given in its history. Wow. And I'm like, I, honestly, I, I'm kind of blown away by the whole thing. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I, I'm kind of overwhelmed by how the Lord has moved all of us to... to uh, be a part of this in so many sacrificial ways. It's incredible generosity. And I think yeah. um, a testimony to the the sacrifice of the people here and what God's doing in the hearts and lives of people here. Just, um, just a, a, a privilege. So totally, totally humbled, humbling and humbled for sure. For sure. So with that, taking all that into consideration, given our budget and what we 
um, have estimated to bring in this next year. Um, we're going to walk through the budget and how we specifically plan to steward that over the course of the next year. Um, and the first area, uh, the first section we have is for our pastors. Um, if you'll see in here, basically written in, it, first of all, Pastor Jim is coming off of staff. He, he is not retiring from pastoring, <laughs> um, which is why we're not like, you know, sending him off or anything. He's still a pastor here, um, but he's coming off staff. He's been kind of making this move over the last few years and transitioning and is going to be serving us going forward as a non-vocational pastor. Um, still loving and serving a, a lot of our church family and doing that in this, in just a, a different way and in a different capacity in this next season in life. And so um, you'll see throughout our other pastor salaries that our pastor's we gave our pastors a a bump, a um, raise this year from 85000 to 90000 This is basically in response and kind of with the urging of our non-vocational pastors. And as we all thought through this strategically, our pastors haven't gotten a raise in three years. And so that we don't get too far down that road where we have to make a more significant uh, correction as we had to do a few years ago, we felt it was, it was time we needed to kind of make another uh, step in that and cost a living step for our pastors. And so that's what that's, that's represented there as well. Um, in addition to that, we increased About their 5.88%. 5.88%. Yeah. Yeah. Over Same three time. years. So, uh, which we think is appropriate and, um, uh, appropriate and generous and are thankful to do. Um, but it's, the thing is, it's really inexpensive to live in West LA. So it feels like <laughs> feels like the, how cheap everything has gotten. It might be we might need it might to be reconsider. a little silly. Yeah, <laughs> just, just just I'm just thinking out loud. With each kid you guys have, I mean, it just gets cheaper and cheaper. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you there are some tax advantages. <laughs> that, well, child, spe child tax credit, especially in a stimulus year. Holy cow! Yeah. yeah. That's Anyways. Good. Anyways. Keep it coming, federal government. We'll take it and steward it for you. Um, the, uh, in addition to that is a one, $1,000 a year additional uh, retirement contribution as well, um, which one less pastor plus one where it keeps that line item actually the same. And so um, pastors make up 41% of our budget. That's by design. That's kind of always been by design. Uh, we... Our heart is to invest in people and to free up those that are teaching and who are shepherding in order to be able to shepherd the the, the church family, um, to teach, to study, to pray, to invest, to counsel, um, and we want to do that as much as we can. And so that is the the biggest part of our church budget because we believe it's the the, the biggest thing we can do for the sake There's of six thousand dollars here for Reggie Austin. Yeah, oh, that's right. That. I didn't put a note about that. Mm -hmm. So we also um, have added over the last month, a couple months, we uh, determined to add Reggie to, officially to our preaching team. Reggie's been preaching kind of sporadically for us as a non-vocational pastor, and he's going to continue to serve as a non-vocational pastor, but we wanted to add him officially to our, our, our preaching team, and he's going to become a more regular part of the preaching on Sunday mornings. Um, and, and doing that, it seemed only appropriate given the, the biblical uh, mandate and call to uh, give double honor and to bless those who labor in preaching and teaching to give him a stipend that just represents a, a piece of the, that, that represents the time, the added time we're asking him for the, uh, for the handful of extra times he's going to be preaching. During so we will the year. see. And so that's a stipend for Reggie as well. Pastor Reggie preach more. He's not going to preach like twice a month or no, something. No, 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 no. But, but we'll, we'll see, see him, him preach more regularly. More, more yeah. Pastor Reggie. Good. Exactly. Thanks for catching that. Any anything else? Here we go. Okay. So, secondly, administration. We excited to get to talk about administration. I like it. it might I be, know you do. You know what I might hope be, so. It's my job. It might be. <laughs> I may be helpful for the video if we had little jingles for each section that, like, maybe could hook people in. Administration. 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 Admin. Admin. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. You're so bold to sing on the podcast. I played my live real singing on in sermons before. I have no shame. 
except about my my the way I say S's. Okay. But I have no shame, <laughs> insecurity. There's only one S in administration. So you're Admin, administration. I guess it's a if you get the T in there, it's okay. So in the area of, uh, so actually as an introduction Hmm. in the area of both uh, or of all of administration, facilities, programs, we've made a couple of, a couple of significant proposals here in our budget. One, one is uh, we've also kind of kept a lot of our staff the same over the last couple of years, particularly last year when we're like, we don't know what's going to happen. We kind of just have to keep everything the same. And so we proposed to give all of our hourly staff a dollar an hour raise, mm-hmm. right? To yes. just, I mean, just a cost of living, like <laughs> they're still incredibly underpaid, but just another kind of step and piece in that. But the, the other thing we've done is to try to, um, try to both standardize um, and make consistent and at least a little bit more sustainable um, some of the, the, our director positions. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steph, why don't you explain a little bit about like the heart that kind of behind that and what, yeah. what we're doing and why? Yeah. So over the last year, uh, as we've looking at staffing structures and how people not only are paid, but kind of their different roles on staff and what each department needed, it was really clear that this kind of model of having a department or a director over each department really is making a lot of sense. So we have a director of uh, operations and staff, that's myself. So it's kind of overseeing the administration department. And then, uh, um, not Reggie. Oh my goodness, who Demetrius? were we just talking about? Oh, we were just talking about Reggie. I'm working. I'm moving on to yeah, the Sunday team. Um, Demetrius being the director over the Sunday services. And then, as um, Val and Jim, uh, you know, retired, we were looking at how do we staff the facilities and and maintenance. And so we kind of really saw that there was a need to have a director over that department as well. Um, and then we have. Jeremy, who's our director of family ministries. And so that director role made a lot of sense um, for how we structured things. And then as I looked at kind of how we were doing the salaries for everybody, um, I both looked at kind of cost of living, you know, standards and numbers and, um, and just kind of what was needed. And we need staff that can have some longevity here and that we are paying them not only what they are worth and what they deserve and what is legal, um, but just something that really communicated to our staff that we really value their roles and we want them to be invested here. And we want to demonstrate that in how we um, provide for them financially. And so we were looking at, we we all kind of used to be paid the same amount and it hasn't changed similarly to the pastors over the past at least three years that I could look back on. Um, And as I looked at kind of the standards for um, what, pay should be for exempt employees. It really was really clear. We need our directors to be exempt employees so that they can um, just do their roles and be freed up to do their roles. Like how just, you know, um, in all the kind of unique ways that we work as a church. And so in the way that's best fits what's needed for the job. Exactly. Yeah. It just, these director roles don't really fit into your typical like nine to five. It's, um, you know, really creative ways that people work or different days of the week or hours. And so the the exempt status was really important and clear as I kind of looked through it. And with this exempt status, we had to pay, you know, this minimum of a $14 an hour, um, the the California minimum wage. And so- twice, Well, twice the minimum oh, wage. Oh, sorry. Twice the minimum wage was just currently $14 yeah. an hour for the state of California. So you like double that and uh, that would at least make our exempt staff or our director roles um, $54,080. And I brought that to you, Scott. And um, Okay, can we be honest? Yeah. We, we, we can be honest. We must. Sure. You yeah. throw she, she, she's, like, she's like, we need to increase all these to at least $54,000. Yeah. And I was like, that's not happening. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And not because you didn't want to support <laughs> I could tell it wasn't that you no, didn't want to support us. It was, they deserve so much more. Yeah. You just thought it wasn't like. I'm like, I don't know how we do this. Yeah. Like we, I mean, our church budget is already like, there's just there's a lot of pieces. Yeah. I wasn't giving up with that answer though. So I And kept, you didn't. I, and I, I appreciate I it because, because you were right. You Thanks. were right. Um, yeah. I felt strongly about this. I wanted to advocate for our staff. I felt like 54,000 is still pretty low in California. Um, really? You can say really. Sure. It's still really um, low. But to to make sure that we were aligning with legal standards for exempt status was like really important. I think not only, you know, how we're transparent in our, um, how we do our budget, but also we want to be, we want to do things according to the law and like, you know, so I thought, okay, well, let's make everybody exempt. We have to pay them this bare minimum. And I hope that both shows them that we 
want to keep them here. We want to invest in them. Um, and we can start by kind of this, this little bump. It does seem like a lot to ask for people to give so that people could get this salary mm -hmm. amount. But I just, I felt like it would really communicate something for these positions to say, we don't want this to just kind of be a one year. Can you kind of like half volunteer for your role and half get paid? <laughs> like we, we, this is a big position and you have kind of a big responsibility over an entire department. And we always have, each of us have pastors that oversee our departments as well. Um, we're not lone rangers out there, but yeah, I just uh, thought that the salary increase was really important. Yeah. Um, something to communicate, yeah, their value and the, and the longevity of this role that we want people to be able to absolutely survive. On and so I, I was so thankful for just the process we went through and then we were able to go through with the pastors as we wrestled through this together. And, um, and, and I think I was so taken by it and even just thinking, even starting to think about our church staff and our directors differently, um, that we, we also then on top of that, in addition to the benefits and we offered, you know, healthcare and things like that, we looked at all of our benefits and what, what we're doing time off wise, how we can bless and make them flexible so that they're here long-term and just starting to do some retirement contributions as well. Yeah. And so that's what that's represented here as well. It's just a thousand dollars per year of service, which again, like nobody's going to be able to retire mm -hmm. on just that. But again, it's just one step in the right direction. And, and, and I, I hope that over the, the coming years, these are continual steps we're able to take um, so that we, yeah, we can continue to honor those that not, not just our pastors who are laboring, but also those who are behind the scenes making so much of the ministry and work that's going on in our church family um, possible. Yeah. I, just for the listeners to, or watcher viewers to, <laughs> to really understand when, when pastor Scott made that switch there, you know, I, I could see it in him that like God had just kind of like opened up something where he was hearing, seeing this as like a, a possibility and wanting to trust and have faith that God was going to provide for these roles that you actually are the one that came up with. And how can we further kind of this idea that we're investing in these roles through this retirement contribution you were saying, like, we want to not only invest in people now, but also the the long term and the the life of of them after kind of serving in a min ministry role. Um, so I really appreciated that. Then you even took it a step further, and just I I really want to share the story. So what was also really encouraging is to see how you guys, um, the elders, wrestled through. Not even wrestled. It wasn't a wrestling. How they listened and they heard this proposal, both about the salary and the benefits, and. I just, I was overwhelmed with emotion of like, that they saw the value of our staff and they saw like how important it was that they voted to, you know, to approve this, to, to then now send it to the, to the church body to approve. It was just so affirming that because there was a big co um, conversation around how, if you're not married and you're in one of these roles, the salary would probably be, um, pretty difficult. So just how you guys considered mm -hmm. singles or, or individuals in the church family and how we might be able to provide for them. Um, I'm lucky that I have, you know, a spouse mm -hmm. that has benefits and things like that, that it, it kind of offsets a little bit of the lower pay that I, I have that. But what about mm -hmm. somebody who's single, which yeah. we have people on staff that are, and um, the fact that you thought about, you know, women and, and how they're paid. And it just, it was really, I really valued how you guys thought holistically and inclusive of, of, all types of people that could be on our staff team and what that meant to keep them on board long-term. So, yeah. yeah. I, I also don't want to overestimate the, what we're doing. I think we're still underpaying in West LA in some significant ways at the same time that it, it requires sacrifice, right? Mm -hmm. Both to give and to work and to serve here. But the steps that we can take um, and the steps we hopefully will just can continue to take, I, I, I appreciate, I think it's even setting us up for um, a more sustainable uh, longevity as a church family yeah. as we go forward. So, um, yeah, so I'll have to say those, both that in our director positions and in um, our hourly positions, you'll see all that, that. That's what's represented in the budget numbers here. Um, the uh, one... Sorry, yep. one caveat, no, just because ahead. Sandy's role is called the finance director, right? But she's part-time. But she's part-time. Yeah. So this is our exempt, exempt meaning full-time employees. Um, yeah, it. so she has her own hourly pay, but she's not part of the 54,080 because she's part-time. Yeah. Got it. Um, so you'll also see in here some some things that have been moved around. We I 
we put where they were formerly because we we also and we'll see this throughout the budget moved a lot of line items around by we i mean you mm-hmm. i'm moving a lot of things no, around we. this year um you I might in the other day my desk wasn't there exactly yeah you might see a lot of furniture or pictures moved or um just doing some organizing we just hang hung this one yeah just now look it's at beautiful. that look at that look at that yeah. um, anyways that's um uh, a flower no a f- that's a succulent is it a succulent? A succulent's not it's a flower. A succulent. I don't know if it's a flower, but I just know that Does the name count? is a succulent. Somebody Google that for us. Yeah, I thought it was an artichoke, perhaps. Uh, is an artichoke a succulent? It's delicious. It is. I don't know. Okay. Is it? I'm sorry. You're moving things around. I am, um, and I'm, and I'm hope, <laughs> hopefully doing it with, with people. <laughs> want to, people want to hear us talk about <laughs> flowers, <laughs> biology. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a little bit of um. I like to organize things, which hence my job title. Um, <laughs> yeah. So as as I looked through the budget and then as even as I would meet with each department and staff person, there was a there just seemed to be kind of a, a th- common theme that it was a, some of the naming of things was a little confusing. And I thought, well, that's not new. I were right. The j- running joke among you guys is that you're terrible at naming stuff. So um, Except kids. <laughs> awesome. children. That's things. actually true. I think we're pretty good at naming kids. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, what you'll see kind of shifted is just to bring clarity to how we spend, how each department spends, and kind of naming it in a way that makes sense and is clear, hopefully for you guys as as a church body to know where this the money goes. And then um, providing a lot more clarity and empowering the, each department to be able to spend and know kind of where their, their dollars are going or which buckets they, they spend out of. So as things were moved around, that that was the intent and the purpose was just yeah. – Providing clarity, a little bit of little tighter structure. Um, Sandy was a big part of this as well. Sandy has been awesome to work with this year, and so she also helped us kind of see how we should order things and organize things. And so this is a definitely collaborative effort of all the departments and and Sandy and uh, Scott being open to us renaming everything except <laughs> rubbish collection. He really advocated uh, to keep that one. We, adopt, we 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 brought that over from First Baptist, and as long as I'm here, rubbish okay. collection will be called. Rubbish collection. Yeah, you'll, we'll it. get to that in the facilities section if you're Anyways. if you're wondering where that's at. All right. but, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I really appreciate that. Actually, I've, I'm um, I mean, in in ten years of Cornerstone, uh, this is the just the most comfortable, confident, and usable I've ever mm-hmm. felt. Our 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 budget, even structuring, is. I'm super thankful for that. So that, go ahead. Sorry, that was my that was also my. At the hearing the elders say that also when they got yeah. this at the end, somebody had said, every year I'm like a little confused. I'm not a numbers person, um, you know, but this year it was the first year that they really felt they understood it. I just was like, that is such an awesome like, yeah. testament <laughs> to the, the hard work that went into this this year. So absolutely, yeah, hopefully you guys see the same thing. So lot, lot, lots of the numbers haven't changed, but there are a couple I want to highlight. Okay, go ahead. Uh, one is donation service charges. It was a thousand a year ago. We budgeted four thousand last year and budgeting nine thousand this year. This is because we're doing online giving, and honestly, those are credit card charges. So, starting this week, you can now select to pay our credit card fee when you give your donation. when you give your donation on both Realm and PayPal. So, if that is a shockingly large amount to you that we have to spend, I mean, that's a part-time staff member <laughs> worth yeah, of uh, donation service charges. Um, that is one small way you can uh, help op- offset that and maybe we could budget lower for it next year. But that's where we're at. Um, that and workers comp went up. Uh, I think we had, with our staff and the size of our staff, we'd actually underestimated what workers comp cost last year. And so that's just a, a correction there mm-hmm. as well. Um, anything else you catch, Matt? Those are the couple of things I wanted to highlight. Collaboration tools. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. collaborate. Collaborate. Actually, Steph, what are oh, collaboration sure. tools? Um, oh, I love this stuff. So because it says cause formally I, collaboration services, and that doesn't really help. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you re- really, really reworked that one. <laughs> we did. That was a big name change. Because um, these aren't services we pay out like to a vendor to then like help us collaborate. These are tools we use, um, whether they be apps or we use like Asana and different things behind the scenes that help our team collaborate to, to get work done. Planning so, center, if you volunteer. Yeah. So um, those are tools. Those are not services. Gotcha. Like, yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Cool. So 
with with all those explanations behind the the rest of this should move a little bit quicker. Um, One question: Is there a reason why Scott has a higher expense account than everyone else? Anyone what you want to talk about that question. at all? Nope. Let's okay. keep moving. Let's just keep moving. <laughs> no, it's because when we when all those pastors get together, <laughs> uh, that lands on my card. Um, mm -hmm. So you bought me lunch yesterday. So I did. Um, so director. So in, in our facilities, um, basically the the biggest. The, the couple of biggest pieces in our facilities, first of all, was after um, Jim and Val retired and we were restructuring kind of where our staffing was, we tried an experiment to see if we could get away with a part-time facilities director, somebody who managed the facilities, the upkeep, the projects, the construction projects, the facility use, the calendar and everything, if we could get away with somebody part-time. How did that go? Not well. Okay. The church flooded. <laughs> that was the cost of the yeah. church flood. Well, okay, not a one-to-one. -one. Just, just in case people are actually worried. Not a one-to-one, -one, but... Um, yeah, it, let's just clarify I, I, I think it's very... I, I think it became readily apparent to us that uh, with a campus this size, with the needs of it, and with the ongoing projects that we're c continually engaging in, and the ways that we want to use it more and more and more, have more and more people, groups, and things like that, be able to use it... Um, it's a full-time position. And so yeah. we've had to, we had to adjust that. Um, our, the, the janitor, we didn't do away with janitor services, but we just moved it to a contract service, contracting an outside company. Um, and then down in repair and maintenance, our improvements for the last couple of years, we didn't budget anything for just kind of the standard upkeep and, and improvements that we need in, you know, repairing Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi routers and, um, you know, light fixtures and, um, all, all the different things that kind of piece by piece, uh, basically because of the projects that were going on in the legacy fund, we had taken that out of our budget, uh, temporarily. Cause we're like, Hey, we don't have to write it into our budget. Like, that's great. We can use that money. Otherwise, elsewise, elsewise, other definitely elsewise, elsewise in other, <laughs> in other ways, um, over the last couple of years, but that's also not long-term sustainable and now that the sanctuary project's done and we're, we have to transition that might, uh to be honest the combining those two improvements and repairs thirty thousand dollars is not enough for the ongoing upkeep of this facility every year but it's the step we're taking this year yeah. to try to get back to somewhere that is sustainable um yeah and that's all i've got in facilities is that is there anything you want to add stuff why do we still pay property tax uh, house? it's for, yeah, it's because of the house okay. and something else. And I think there's certain, I don't know the full answer to that question, but it has been looked into and it's not what we should, but it's, I think it's not like for the whole property, but it's for pieces of it. And I think the house is one of them. Yeah, no, I, th I think if people have questions yeah. about anything specific, they can reach okay. out. Okay. Perfect. Um, programs, we, uh, uh, Updated the programs, and this is kind of according to both on the director level and our coordinator level, as discussed. We also consolidate our family ministries staff to try to really just put an emphasis in um, one staff member who can focus on volunteer management, which going in and, and both restarting a lot of our, our programs. We have a lot of the, we have the structures, we have the curriculum, we have the space, but it's the real... Um, recruitment and management of volunteers that we really needed like a, a robust push on this year. And so we've consolidated our staff in that way in family ministries. That's probably the biggest change there. Um, other than that, a lot of our other programs you'll see, I mean, we, we try to be as frugal as possible uh, with our programs and you can see that a lot of that hasn't changed. I will highlight under other programs the Harvest, Harvest Festival and Unity Sunday celebrations are back in the budget, um, to put them back in, that's an additional $10,000, but we're excited about those this coming year. Um, and not to mention, uh, mark your calendars on the last page of programs. We also have our all church retreat. It's not really a budget question because it's budget neutral. The retreats are scheduled to be budget neutral, but we're doing it. This September. is how, this is I, how I we do up, announcements. I, I need to look. I need to look up the dates. I probably should have written down the dates somewhere. Um, I have them. September. It's definitely September seventeenth to the nineteenth. Seventeenth to the nineteenth is, is on All my calendar. All church retreat. Ironwood. Nailed it. Ironwood. 
San Lucas. Cabo you love, San Lucas. You love Ironwood, don't you, Steph? Cabo San Lucas. Oh, do, do they have one down there? If you if you if you are new to our church, this is an opportunity for us just to, to connect, to get away together. Um, a little old west themed, a little thought, desert. If you thought Barstow was good. It's four, twenty minutes outside uh, thirty minutes outside 45, of Barstow. Yeah. Forty five minutes outside of Barstow. It's, down a dirt road. It is a scary great scary dirt road. No. It's it, here's serious plug though. I hate dirt bugs. <laughs> yeah. The desert, like yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just not my vibe, and it's like out in the middle of nowhere. So then, like, I get really, really scared, like scary movie scared. But guys, this is a plug. If if somebody like me, I went begrudgingly, and then I like loved it, and it was so nice. It was so nice to connect with people. I loved that it did feel like a big family, like just trip. And so, even if you hate all those things, you will have an awesome time. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, don't let. Long scary, dirt roads. Scary movie. Scary it movie isn't even it. scary when you go there. It's just my, I can't yeah. watch scary movies. Some people, the only time they've ever seen a road like that is in a scary movie. It's so, true. Yeah. And know. to be fair, I don't camp. Right. And so that yeah. is like camping to me, you, yeah. but you're not even camping. You're like in cabins and everything, but that's why I was so scared, but it's, it's actually awesome. So I, we are going, even though I'm like an anti-bug awesome. person. It is a complicated plug. That was. <laughs> That, I was that, trying. No, but it's you great. Edit this out. <laughs> no, it's totally relevant for it people. Is. I love it. I love I know, it. I wanted it to be like if you hear your it's friends like, are going camping, you're like, I'm not doing so that. There so many times in the plug, I wasn't sure what direction it's going to go. <laughs> is we just going to go positive? Oh yeah, there it is. All right. Oh, <laughs> no, you really should though. No, you really should though. Yeah, yeah. It was a positive plug. All right. Oh man. All right. So <laughs> pro- edit that out. Pro- no way. <laughs> no way. Programs programs make up about 18 percent of our budget, um, but as you see. I think they uh, they are meant to be and designed to be very people heavy, very focused on the specifically the things that will facilitate people connecting with people um, as much as possible, both in our community and in our church family. And so um, we're excited about that. If you have any questions about it, um, feel free to let us know. Finally, missional partnerships. You have to do a different jingle so they know it. I don't know what it is. That was the same one. Yeah. (laughs) Missional, 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 mish. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a category, newly named category. I say missional. You say. Partnerships. I say missional. You say. Partnerships. (laughs) That was. MP. (laughs) So we used to call this section of the budget giving, um, which has always bothered me because our goal is to be generous with every part of our budget. And our goal is to infuse giving and generosity into every kind of everything we do and every part of it. And so I think it's more accurate for us to, to live this part of the budget is the, the budget that we have committed to outside partnerships, to partnering with others who are doing work um, on mission work for, for the sake of the gospel in our city and across the world. Mostly outside of the scope of our local church ministry. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, you'll you'll see here we, uh, the global ministry team requested that we increase our key partners, increase our giving to our key partners, just as we continue to, particularly in a, in a tough year for them, to reflect on the fact that the Lord's been so incredibly faithful to mm-hmm. us say we, we want to like reflect that and and one of the funnest things to do is to get to call up some of our key partners and say hey i know you didn't ask for it but we want to give you more money yeah um because we love what you're doing because we're invested in what you're doing and because we want to be do you start uh, it with like that. a like a make it seem like a hard conversation like, <laughs> hey i'm sorry you know we what have to, we they, have to ha- talk about some money stuff they have too many of those uh, so yeah. I, I i wouldn't do yeah that, that seems, that seems like not a good thing to do with a missionary i just i would be tempted to a little bit shocker yeah shocker that's why i'm not on that team <laughs> Uh, yeah. So our key global partners, if you'll notice kind of in the naming of the category, so there's key partners and there's member partners, legacy partners, and there, there is a distinction there. So we, a few years ago, the global, um, partnership team, uh, really prayed about how to kind of reorganize how many, we used to have like 35, yeah. We used to just be spread really thin, giving all, you know, 35 plus organizations and people and missionaries and felt like really, um, kind of zeroing in and focusing on and being intentional with our giving and our relationships and our time. And so we were, we had, were able, this has happened a few years ago, um, identifying some key partners that we were able to do all three of those things with. We can give sacrificially and in big, you know, just generous ways. We can, uh, we have a 
a great relationship. It's a very active relationship. And then we can uh, actually go visit. With, you know, we have a, a way to visit and be um, hands-on and tangible in our relationship with them. And so that's our key partners. And that's why when we, you talked about like raising them, m- many years ago when we had this model, we thought each year we would show, we would demonstrate our commitment to these partnerships by raising the amount each year. Mm-hmm. But then we didn't raise last year because yeah. of COVID. Um, and so that's why you kind of see over the last two years, it kind of stayed the same, which actually was a blessing anyways. Many, totally. many people lost, uh, lost a lot of their um, giving partners or, or re- had reductions. And we were, we just really felt adamant about staying the same at least so that they could have some consistency and then getting back on track this year saying God was able to provide last year. Let's, let's go ahead and continue to move forward with an increase. And so that's where you see the increase Um for the key partners. Yeah. Uh, and then one of our key partners actually is coming off the mission field this year. So when you yeah. see the one category uh, crossed out for um, the McGregor's, uh, that line item came off this year because they're- Yeah, and, the you, and, you'll, and you'll be hearing a little bit more about that story uh, in the coming weeks. We're gonna have them on the podcast in a few weeks. Um, just to share the process that they have been through. The Lord's actually been working in some incredible ways in their lives. I'm really excited for you to get to hear that story. Um, but they are coming off the field and so coming off our budget. Um, we've also consolidated Prodigal Sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've added Royal Family Kids mm-hmm. as a key local partner because we're so committed to, I mean, our church is obviously committed in huge ways to the work that Royal Family Kids is doing. And we want to uh, make that, in a sense, like official, represent right. that as mm-hmm. as identifying them as a key local partner. Yeah. Um, and we've got a couple of new member partners, a couple of new people who, that have joined Cornerstone as members this year who are doing parachurch work in our city that we're excited about in the Bowers and in Steph Tokos. Um, and so, yeah, you'll be uh, hearing from them as well, but we're really excited about excited about that as well. Um, our relationship building, short-term trips, things like that, we budgeted last year but didn't spend, obviously, but are looking forward to some trips yes. this year. Oh, my right? goodness. So every almost – I. I have almost every partner. Actually, I'm looking at the list. Every partner has asked us to come out. Yeah. Um, it, like in the next 12 months. Yeah. And so we're trying to figure out how we can do that, wh- what we can do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we're not, may not be able to do everything, but. Right. Um, you just not do short term trips and just do one long trip. And go all and to all locations. <laughs> yeah. Short term <laughs> trips to every partner. But I think a, that's even just such an awesome testimony of like the relationships, right? It isn't just this fi- financial kind of transaction with our key partners. You know, the fact that they they are missing the relationship with us and that um, we we can keep in touch over, you know, we've done some podcasts and some emails and things like that, but that they're excited to actually physically see us and be visited, you know, have, have a visit with us. Um, and so, yeah, I hope, I hope to, to drain the short-term trips budget so that we can actually take some people around the world. Awesome. I'm not going to drain it guys. Like, but you know what I mean? Use it. No, steward if it's there, it. if it's it's there, there drain it. use it. Yes. Yeah, drain's not the right word. Yeah. See, I, you, you said, I was like, no, nah, it's great. And then I, it came out of my mouth and I yeah. was like, yeah, no, that's not, not no, the word. No, no, no. But yeah. utilize. Utilize. If God, what if, we've set aside. Yeah. If people give to this general yeah. offering yeah, and we can take the trip, let's Use it for it. these purposes. Yeah. Um, all right. And then you'll see at the end of our missional partnerships, there's a, a few of our legacy partners that are phasing out. These are just people that are um, in the process of retiring long-term partners uh, of ours that are going to be retiring either over the course of this year or at the end of this fiscal year. And so um, that's what those are. Anything else about that? I, so, so I that's, I, I, you know, we're, we're still, we're still going long and I, I, I want to make sure we hit the legacy fund at last, Good. but any questions about the budget or anything on this end? Move on. Okay. So that is how we plan to steward and uh, the general offerings that come in through uh, weekly giving through regular giving. Um, the other piece of the, the other most significant piece of the financial puzzle here at Cornerstone is what we call our legacy fund. And the legacy fund is what we do with uh, large gifts, bequests, um, primarily bequests that are left to the church. When somebody leaves a large bequest to the church, we, we don't want to just be like, oh, okay, like extra money, throw it in the bank. Like we want to be really intentional. Like this is somebody who uh, upon you know, passing away upon going to the Lord uh, has left their earthly treasure to us to steward. And we want to be careful and intentional with that. And so we have set this up and designated that we would commit to, for the bequests that we have received, we would commit to, to, to spending half of that on the facility here and in order to uh, address, you know, long-term 
uh, deferred maintenance and things like that so that we can entrust this building to the next generation, just like it's been entrusted to us. And then the other half of that is to capital projects for our partners and church planting efforts and multiplying of the church. And so that's what we've been doing over the last number of years since this was established back in 2014. Um, you can see we're giving you a report of all that that has been uh, spent on over the last seven years. Um, on the second page, uh, we you'll, you'll see a, a couple of things I want to highlight. First of all, those that are highlighted in orange, we, we spent uh, $96,000 on solar panels because we realized that over the long term, that was going to be a beneficial financially for the church. We essentially kind of thought of that as like loaning ourselves the money from the, the legacy fund so we could spend on that and then kind of repay it over time. We also then last year had some significant expenses. Just to, just to clarify... We don't do that a lot. That's like no, no, no. Loading so ourselves some money is a little. It's sounds a little weird, but just clarifying, it's something we know will allow us to have free power for an extended period of time. Absolutely, it's an investment and in the future. To be honest, we were comfortable with it just being a legacy fund. It could have just been a legacy fund expense. Yes, could have been. And, and we just thought, well, since we're benefiting from it over the course of years, why don't we? also take the opportunity to replenish the legacy fund. I just don't so, want people to think I, we it's, like it's a great, pillage. That's a great and, catch. You know, no, it's the one time we've done that. Let's loan ourselves some money no, from totally. the legacy fund. No, we'll no, pay no, no, it no. back. No, 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 no. It, it was essentially a legacy fund uh, expense that because of the benefit in our elect electrical bills over the course of the years, we're like, hey, let's let let's let's replenish it and then we can that's more resources for the legacy fund over the long term. Yes. So we did that. And then secondly, there was a there was thirteen thousand uh, dollars that we needed kind of last minute last year to um, set up the live stream when COVID happened. Um, the reason I highlight those two is because we actually used the bulk of our um, payroll protection grant the federal, our first federal stimulus money, we used the bulk of that to essentially put that back into the legacy fund um, in light of those two expenses. In light of the solar panels, in light of the live stream setup, we took kind of that, that extra money from the um, government and that's where we put it. We Some of it is in our general funds and you saw that recorded in our um, in our income from last year but the bulk of it went to this purpose. And so that's that's recorded here in the legacy fund um, uh, accounting. Uh, over the last couple of years, we, obvi we, we spent a, a lot, we, we had planned to spend money over the next five years in redoing the sanctuary and bringing it up to um, all the wiring and, and deferred maintenance and kind of giving it the facelift it needed for, to, in order to entrust it to the next generation. Um, we planned on doing that over the course of like five years, but with people not in the sanctuary. And we had talked about this before we talked about this last year, we said, you know, let's just push fast forward and make that happen. That, that total project cost, um, uh, a little over $500,000 between the two fiscal years. You see that recorded here. Um, I think that actually our, our team did an incredible job of all the work done for, uh, that amount of money. And, um, and so anyway, so you see that all recorded. That was basically the only legacy fund expense this year. Um, and as a result of that, we have about $100,000 remaining in order to be dedicated to the facility over the coming years. Um, we also, though, have not been, because we've hit fast forward on that, we have not been spending the uh, church planting and uh, global partner half of the legacy fund as quickly. And so we still have $600,000 for that. The, the goal of that is to identify strategic projects with our partners and for a bulk of that to go to church planting efforts over the coming years. Um, and so that's what our church planting effort in the South Bay came out of. You can see that recorded here as well. Um, and it's what our future church planting efforts will um, come out of as well. And I, I just want to take this opportunity to... Um, to highlight the fact, first of all, we'll talk more about, you know, that, that last $100,000 on the facility side, what that looks like. We're in the midst of dealing with insurance income for the redoing of the admin buildings after the flood. Have you thought about We're a gold pulpit? Definitely not. Oh, well, definitely not. put it in your okay. hat. <laughs> We've only got $100,000 left. What are we going to do with that? Gold pulpit. I, I will. I feel like the people I will appreciate think about that. 
<laughs> but um, I feel like it would match Brian's uh, skin tone well. <laughs> Pale ivory. Pale ivory. <laughs> uh, anyways, we, so I do actually, though, seriously, <laughs> want to take the opportunity to um, to highlight the fact that the reason we've been able to do these things is because those in previous generations planned ahead and planned their giving, identified the church in their um, in their wills, identified the church in their the the giving beyond when they were left. Because when you say bequest, which is a word that's a little unfamiliar, yeah, it's sort of this is something where a portion of someone's estate or after all they of passed it, away yeah. after they passed away was left to has the been church. left to the church to steward and for the glory of God and for the ministry yeah. here. Yeah. And and this is something actually that was done a lot in previous generations. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not something that we talk about a lot. And and I, I think it's actually a, a really great and important opportunity. Like I think this is something all of us should be thinking about now. What's fascinating is like these are uh people that that oftentimes left and planned for this, not even necessarily knowing, but trusting the Lord and what he was going to do with the church, not even you know, at the time that they made the plan, not knowing the pastors that would steward it, yeah. but mm-hmm. trusting that the Lord would do that. And I, and I, I I'm excited to leave and, and trust part of what the Lord's in, in, uh, entrusted to us to a next generation of the church family for what they believe is best for the kingdom of God here in LA and across the world. And, and so, I, I mean, that's something we can talk about more. Maybe we should uh, talk about more, but I but think it's, it's something wh- that we, we ought to be thinking about proactively because so many generations that came before us thought about us and have entrusted the uh the facility here yeah. and so many other things to us. It's wild care. to think about, right? Because there are people who passed away maybe uh a, a decade ago or or so who made a decision two decades ago yeah. <laughs> um to uh give a portion of, of their, uh, um, inheritance to yeah. the church, um, when they passed away and the decision made 20 or 30 or 40 or however many years ago yeah. is now helping to facilitate m- church multiplications, church, church plants, plants in LA in 2021, in LA and global ministry projects yeah. around the world. And, um, you know, the training up of, of students in Africa. I mean, there's so many things that, that are happening yeah. here and uh, the ability for us to continue to minister effectively in this part of the city without having the burden of, you know, $200,000 a year of improvements to the building, right? Yeah. So it's incredible. I yeah. even think about, you know, sometimes, I don't know if people might think about investing in the rehabilitation of like the actual church facility, the the um, sanctuary, I think, man, this church building has been here, what, a hundred years or something? So if we weren't pouring in and doing a project like this year, would it last another hundred years? You know, and so just to think like this church might still be here and standing because of the renovations we did this year, you know? Another hundred years for people to hear the gospel, for people to be saved, to be baptized, to be discipled, to be cared for, for for people in crisis to, to feel the comfort of God's love. Like it's just, you know, this is why it's called the legacy fund. Yeah. It's a legacy. I have a question about that. Do you, is it, you have to wait until like you pass away to like give to the church or are there things that people can like investments or, or gifts or dividend? I don't know. Are there yeah. ways to like give to this fund now to begin your legacy now? Or do you wait until? So that, I think that's a great question. And I think, I guess I, I would say this, like it, it's, it, it's not something that, you know, um, we would encourage people to just kind of, uh, direct their normal giving instead of to the regular functioning of the church, but to the legacy fund and give to that instead. But if people were interested in making significant gifts and and then saying, you know, I, I want to sacrifice above and beyond for the sake of the legacy fund, for the sake of, of this vision, for the sake of the generations um, ahead in the... It's my mic. Sorry. And the... Uh, I talk with my hands. Yeah. I just, you know, I can't. Yeah. Um, and, and doing that now... And doing that even ahead of when they pass away, I think that's absolutely an option and absolutely something we can talk about. And I, I would encourage, I would encourage all of us church members, I'd encourage myself and, and all of us to to think proactively, strategically in the eternal sense about how we can, I mean, make these investments in the kingdom of God for um, 
for years, for decades, for centuries to come here, Lord willing, if the Lord tarries here in this place. And, and that's a, Terry's is another word for weights. I'm just Sorry. trying to like, to, I'm like trying know, to give, I'm like a thesaurus over No, that. thank you. I'm over here like, who's Terry? <laughs> the Lord Terry's. You don't know the Lord Terry's? That, no. that is like deep Christianese. That is like deep, <laughs> deep Christianese. It's usually Brian that I'm like, what word did you he know, just You know, honestly, use? I'm just thinking <laughs> of all these saints from like 50 years ago. They're the one who says, if the Lord Terry's. There was, I'm just, and they also call mind. it rubbish collection. They do. And they're they named do. Terry also. But I, I, I think that there's a, a huge opportunity for that. And we would love to talk to you about opportunity. And I, I love to get to ask about that. I love to get to, to encourage you to think about that from a place that, uh, n- not from a place of like, oh my gosh, we, we have a need. Uh, will you help us meet it? But from a place of abundance where the Lord has mm-hmm. been so gracious to us. Um, when we all gather together in this sanctuary, we are benefiting from not just the most immediate uh, finances that improved it and you know the, the, the sound systems, the acoustics in there are incredible. I can't wait. If you haven't been in the sanctuary, I can't wait for you to be back in there whenever it's appropriate. But um, I... So much of this is the sacrifice of generations, not just the generation before us, but generations and generations and generations before us. Um, investing in that for our spiritual children, children's children, children's children's children, um, I think ought to be an active part of all of our our thing, our stewardship and our giving as well. And so I think that's a great question. Okay. That's a great question. Okay. That's all I've got. It's been a while. Thank you guys so much for, for listening, for uh, enduring this. I, I hope that this format was uh, helpful and informative to you. As I've said before, if you have any questions at all, um, feel free to let us know. Feel free to let one of the three of us know. You can let any of the other pastors talk to any of the other pastors. Um, if there's any confusion or even any concerns you have about our budget, um, we're going to be presenting this. Or we, I guess, when you listen to this, I did present this last Sunday, and we'll be approving it in a couple of weeks as a church family. Um, but if you have any concerns in the meantime, any questions, any confusion, please let us know. Again, this is meant to be something that we all are committing to together. Um, as as how we believe God, I, we genuinely believe how God wants us to steward the uh, overwhelming uh, amount of blessings that he continues to, to pour on us as a church family. So thanks for listening. We love you and we'll see you on Sunday.